0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 653. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Genesis with chapter 9. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We will wrap up the story of Noah today with chapter 9 here. So we got them onto the boat, we got them off of the boat, and then this particular part of the chapter starts with God's covenant with Noah. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky and on every creature that moves along the ground. And on all the fish in the sea, they are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything." But you must not eat meat that has lifeblood in it. For your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from every human being, too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind." As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you, never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth and god said this is the sign of the covenant i am making between me and you and every living creature with you a covenant for all generations to come i have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth whenever i bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all the life on the earth. And so they're off the ark and God says, this is not my plan to do this again ever. And the rainbow is the sign of this covenant. A couple of things I want to pick up in this particular thing. One is, it appears in the beginning of this chapter that God is saying, and now you can eat meat. Because this is the point in the story where when we were in the garden, we were given all the different types of fruit to eat, and Apparently, at this point, we're being told, and now the animals are available for food as well. And I don't know if you've ever heard that mentioned before, that it's not something that we were certainly taught in Sunday school when I grew up. But that is what this passage appears to be saying, is that until this point, people were vegetarians supposed to be vegetarians certainly doesn't say anything about being vegan we know they were raising animals the herds and so there was the implication that they were eating them perhaps not that certainly seems to be implied here but certainly from this time forward it said you know go ahead you can eat all the animals they'll live in fear of you well sure you're now eating them and by the way though don't shed blood don't drink the lifeblood, the lifeblood belongs to God. And it's the first of the dietary laws that comes up in the Old Testament. And then it also goes straight from there to, and by the way, human blood is also sacred. Don't shed people's blood. If you kill somebody, that you will there will be an accounting. There will be a life for a life. And it, I skipped over in the very first part of Genesis this thing of being made in the image of God, and I didn't do that intentionally, but it comes up here again. For in the image of God has God made mankind. And now we should add in the verses that I skipped over earlier, which is male and female, he created them. And so when we say that we are made in the image of God, we're not saying that God looks like you or God looks like me, because you and I may look different, and men and women may look different different but that there is something about our character something about our spirit something about our us that would remind you of God and certainly it's easy to see us in the creativity that people have to see God the creator in that it's easy to see us in a lot of things sometimes i'd have to say in the behavior in the actions of people i don't see God And certainly when God looked down on the people in the flood, he wasn't seeing enough of a family resemblance there. But I do want to remind you of this, that you and I, and I emphasize the you, are created in the image of God. That there is a stamp of the Creator on you. And one of the reasons that I want to underline that is that... Sometimes we don't feel that way. We don't feel very godlike. We don't feel that relationship. We don't feel that resemblance. And it's important for someone to tell you that you are created in the image of God, that you are valuable in the eyes of God. The next section we have here is the sons of Noah. And remember, one of the questions I had was, was the problem with the world, the people in it, or was the, pro- the specific people, or was the problem people in general? And so we get into the sons of Noah. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. There were three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Noah, a man of the soil... Proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and laid uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backwards and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan. The lowest of the slaves will he be to his brothers. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tent of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Noah lived a total of 950 years, and then he died. Now, this is a rather strange story. Uh, one of the things we get is the very first thing you do when you plant a vineyard is you drink wine and you get drunk. I feel like that's sort of heading back in the direction of where things were in the first place. I think it's the first hint that perhaps the problem wasn't those particular people, but people in general. But then there's this very odd story with Canaan doesn't go and cover up his grandfather's naked body, but his brothers do, and so Shem is blessed and Canaan is cursed. And it's a weird story. One of the things that we need to put into context here is that Noah doesn't write down this story, so far as we know. In tradition, this story is written down, the book of Genesis is written as one of the books of Moses. Now, some people will tell you that it was written much later. It was written uh, to preserve an oral tradition that predated it in well past the time of Moses. But in any case, even if it was written in the time of Moses, we have to think about Canaan and Shem. And Shem would be the father of the the Semitic peoples including the people of Israel, and Canaan would be the father of the people who would be living in Canaan, and the Philistines, who are g- going to be the enemies of the people of Israel just in the time of Moses and past. And so one wonders if this story is included. That Certainly there's many other things that happened at this time. We're skipping over whole centuries of time. I wonder if the reason why this story was included is because it really is talking about the people of Israel in the future, that Shem is blessed and Canaan is cursed. That would be my suspicion why this very odd story is here. We're going to get into another set of genealogies next week, and then we get into some names that should also be familiar. We're going to get into Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and uh, Joseph, we're gonna. The rest of the book will be the patriarchs. It will be the early. It will be the founding of the people of God in Abraham and his descendants. So that's one of the big reasons we're studying this book, and we'll get into it in two weeks. But with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast dot com. Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. where a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.